Hello and welcome to the HF Propagation Report with me, Steve Nichols. And firstly, sorry there's been a delay since the last one. Been a bit busy on other things, I'm afraid, and uh, it had to slip. But anyway, we're back now. So let's start with the solar details since Christmas. Well, in that time, we've had a solar flux low of 97 and a high of 157 since the 1st of January. And that high was on the 19th of January, by the way. Now, the geomagnetic A index at middle latitudes has had a low of 1 and a high of 22. And that 22 came on the 22nd of January, and uh, that was as measured at Fredericksburg. Now, you may remember this at 22nd of January, because that was when aurora were spotted in northern England and Scotland uh, and other high latitude uh, places around the world. And to be honest, that A index wasn't that high. A high of 22 isn't that high at all. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see higher A indices than that um, before solar cycle 24 is out. But as I'm recording this, the solar flux is down there just above 100 again. So is that it? Have we seen the peak of solar cycle 24? Well, the easy answer to that one is probably not. No, I mean, all solar cycles go in fits and starts. And I think we're just in a, a, a particular trough for this one and things will improve. But if you look at the NASA prediction... The current prediction for sunspot cycle 24 is for a high smooth sunspot number maximum of about 96 in late 2013. We're currently over three years into cycle 24 and the current maximum predicted size makes this the smallest sunspot cycle in over 80 years. Now I've said before that scientists have put forward a theory as to why it's slow to get going. And uh, scientists say that the sun's great conveyor belt, this massive circulating current of hot plasma, has two branches, really, a north and a south, each taking about 40 years to complete one circuit. And researchers now believe that this turning of the belt controls the sunspot cycle. And NASA solar physicist David Hathaway found that the top of the sun's great conveyor belt had been running at record high speeds for the past five years. And he's been monitoring that conveyor belt using data from the solar and heliospheric, heliospheric sorry, observatory, that's SOHO. And the top of the belt skims the surface of the sun, sweeping up knots of solar magnetism and carrying them towards the poles. And students at the University of Memphis have spent the entire summer measuring magnetic elements. And when they plotted their speeds versus time, they noticed how fast the conveyor belt had been going. An existing model said that a fast-moving belt should boost sunspot production, but Hathaway now believes that a fast-moving conveyor belt can instead suppress them. So it's not good news, really. But do we really need lots of sunspots for good DX? And the answer to that one is not necessarily. Um, For instance, just today I heard PY2WFG, that's a Brazilian beacon, Um, That was on 28.203, and that was on a very, very, very flat 10-metre band. There was very little else out there. Now, shortly after that, I heard PJ4-K5KG on Bonaire, our island in the Caribbean, on 10 metres, and they were preparing for the ARRL International DX Contest this weekend. And it was very easy to work them um, using just 100 watts to a dipole or any other antenna you had to be, you know, to, to be honest, they, they were very, very loud. But they were the only two signals I heard on the band, so it just shows you that if you don't call CQ, you don't get to work these stations, you, you really must keep an eye on the band and, and see what you can uh, can do. Okay, I just want to have a quick look now at a number of the other bands um, and just to, to see what we can work. And the first one we want to talk about is 40 metres. Now, maybe a few years ago, we didn't associate 40 metres with being a band that you could work around the UK with. But this rising solar flux uh, index now means that it's open to 
near vertical instant sky wave propagation. Basically, the F2 layer critical frequency has now risen, so signals that can go straight up can come straight back down again. They get bounced off the, um, the F layer back into the UK. So it's where you may have been using 80 meters for uh, contacts around the UK or around your locale. You now may find that 40 meters is, is better. And there's less absorption on that band as well. So if you haven't been looking at 40 meters during the day, please do so because you may find it's very, very useful around uh, your locality. Now also, again, let's uh, look further up the band. Now, 17 metres, 15 metres, and 12 metres, and 10 metres are good bands as long as that flux uh, you know, gets up a little bit more. For instance, I mean, 17 metres, 15 metres should still be providing fairly good DX openings during daylight hours, especially to Africa and South America, with 17 metres being open more often than 15 metres. But um, again, 50 meters can provide good openings if the solar flux rises above about 100 to 120, but the, both bands are still likely to close after sunset. And as I said earlier, 10 meters is a good band if the solar flux head towards the 110, 120 mark, and then openings will occur uh, on both 12 and 10 meters. Um, but that doesn't mean to say that there aren't good uh, openings on 10 but you've just got to uh, really look for them when the flux is around the 100 mark. Anything above about 120 and the band comes alive and, uh, you know, you can work the world. I was working um, United Arab Emirates, Dubai, from the car the other day from Static Mobile with just 10 watts. But this week, no, no such chance at all. OK, I think that's it for now. So good DX and, um, you know, get on the bands and see what you can work. Well, let's hope for some more sunspots and that we haven't seen the peak of Solar Cycle 24. I doubt it. So until next time then, goodbye. Goodbye.